Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. Thank you so much for your company. Really appreciate you joining me so much. As always, to talk about the, the headline from the Sun actually yesterday, the good, the jab and the ugly. There's, there's good news, there's bad news. Uh, but we're going to focus on, uh, well, some tributes, obviously, to Captain Tom throughout the show. How could we not? Uh, but also that fantastic news about the Oxford AstraZeneca jab. Um, joining me uh, for the chat this morning, Steve N. Allen, who's a comedian and former chemist and joins us now. Good morning to you, Stephen. Good morning. Good morning. Really appreciate you joining us today. Um, look, let's talk about Captain Tom first of all. Um, look, as, as someone said to me, like he didn't cure cancer. Like, yes, I know he didn't cure cancer, but he did something that was very special last April, didn't he? When we were in our sort of lowest time, although still a much more united nation than we are right now, I think, uh, over the issues of lockdown. Um, he was somebody who just put a smile on, I think, everyone's face with just a really simple gesture, trying to raise money for the NHS, which is the lapse of his 82-foot garden. And somehow he caught the mood of the nation. And... Every time I've seen that man's wonderful smiley face and his twinkly eyes on television ever since, um, I always have the same feeling. I, I, I feel good. It makes he makes he makes me smile. He, he, he I thought he was just uh, just all round. What's that old phrase? All round good egg. And, um, yeah. and when, when I saw the news that he had died last night, um, I have to say, I'm, I'm, I did feel like he was someone that I knew or maybe even a member of my family. How did you feel? Yeah, I mean, it really hit me hard, to be fair. I mean, your cynical acquaintance who said that he didn't cure cancer. Well, you know what? A, a life um, jacket wouldn't cure cancer. Yeah. But when you really need one, you'd rather have it. And I think that's what he was. He was like a, an emotional life jacket for a nation that was being hit by that first lockdown. And it was exactly what we needed at exactly the right time. So I think he became this representation of our fears and our hopes. And, you know, especially for those of us who had older relatives. Yeah. We were all worried about them, and he became this sort of this version of that of our relatives. But we could see in the news and in the newspapers. So, given that it was only a couple of weeks ago that my dad passed away of COVID, when the news came out that um, that Sir Tom had tested positive for it, I, I had to have a sit down. And I'm not yeah. an over emotional kind of guy. I'm not, you know, I'm northern for crying out loud. <laughs> but it, it's 
it just got to me. And yeah. I think it got to a lot of people. I really did. It, and, it's, and it is strange, isn't it, when there are people who... I mean, it's understandable perhaps more, say, people who are, are parts of our lives when we're growing up, who maybe people we've seen on the telly for years and years or, or our favourite musician and they've been sort of in our in our minds, in our ears, on our, on our TV screens for years. But but we, we've known, most of us, let's face it, we've only known Captain Tom for less than a year. I've had the great privilege of speaking to his family and, um, and just, they're just all lovely. And they just are all lovely. It's as simple as that. But he, yes, there was something special about him. And I know for people like you and a lot of people we know on the show who have lost loved ones to COVID, it's particularly poignant. Um, one of the things I did love about him was the fact that, well, some of the things that people seem to be cross with him about, was that he went to Barbados on a holiday early December, got some free flights from BA. Thank you very much, BA. Um, and he went away um, uh, to, to on, on holiday. Again, perfectly legal to do so, perfectly safe to do so. Um, I've seen some horrible people on Twitter who, who say, oh, well, if you hadn't gone away when everyone else was staying home, well, you didn't have to stay home. You were allowed to go away. Um, and I have to say, if you're going to begrudge a 100-year-old man who's raised £32 million for charity uh, in his final, it would transpire final months of his life, uh, going on a holiday, then frankly take a long, hard look in the mirror, people. But, um, th- th- you know, this it's, it's, I just think it's wonderful that till the end, he had a wonderful spirit and he clearly wasn't someone who was afraid of life. And, and again, I'm not politicising this. I don't know what his views were on lockdown. I don't pretend to know. I'm not. But for me, he epitomises that living for living's sake attitude, um, stoicism and getting on with it rather than living in fear. And, and that's what I think he really epitomised for me. Yeah. And if I am, again, brutally honest, at the start of that first lockdown, because that was when I'd lost my mum as well, because yeah. she died at the start of that one. I had a few weeks of barely being able to get up off the sofa. I was lying yeah. down watching streaming services. So in those weeks, me as a 43 year old bloke as I was then had less get up and go than he did. <laughs> so that lesson I, I managed to take from him and I, I'm very grateful for it. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, you, you know, a lot of people have had a very rough year. You losing two parents in one year, and at a time when you, you couldn't be with them. I mean, one of you know the worst possible years that anyone could have had. And um, uh, yeah, and and but we do have to cling on to those people who who give us that sort of that chink of light at the end, doesn't it? Well, look, let's let's talk about more positive things, um, uh, Steve. Because although yesterday watching um, certainly some of the TV news, which I I watch now, it's almost frankly like a like like like, like watching a car accident. When you're going on the motorway you can't resist looking even though you know you might see something <laughs> awful watching sky news and bbc all day absolutely except before the, the sad loss of, of tom's so tom's life the the obsession with the idea this new variant i mean this mutant is the word they, they love the word mutant mutant um uh, the new variant south africa that it's going to be it's it's clearly you know it's going to kill us all the vaccine won't work on it and they they, they I mean, look you're trained uh chemists so you you understand they were constantly talking about things that were well, we don't know if the vaccine is going to work on it. We don't know if it's more transmissible. We don't know if this or this, that. So even though all the experts have said, well, there's no evidence of any of these things, they, they were very much pushing those stories, but but remarkably uninterested in the actual evidence-based story, which is now thankfully on the front pages of a lot of newspapers today, which is that the AstraZeneca vaccine really will be, hopefully like all the other vaccines, a game changer. Now, the, the, these, these um, vaccines, they were tested specifically on whether they stopped people getting, not just uh, getting infected, but getting seriously ill. The aim of the vaccines was to stop people dying and to stop people getting seriously ill uh, from uh, getting uh, uh, COVID. Um, it would appear that even a 
single dose of the Oxford-AstraZeneca vaccine prevents two-thirds of transmissions as well. So you don't actually catch the virus yourself and you don't pass it on, it would appear. But also that the first jab alone prevents 100% of hospitalizations after 22 days, once an immune response has had time to develop. I mean, this is incredible news. This really is a game changer, isn't it? Yeah, and this is why for so long we've been waiting, trying to work out what is the best way to wait till the vaccines work. That's actually, I think when we look back at what we've been through, it will be the definition of what lockdowns were trying to be. Um, and, and what we're in a situation now is I, I can understand how scientifically you can only aim to try and make the immune response work well enough to keep people out of hospital. And that was their goal. And brilliant that there's a tick in that box. But that thing about reducing transmissibility, that is our best way of getting in there to mess up with the exponential maths of this virus growth. So if you can reduce that, you get your R number down, and then all of a sudden things look very good because yeah. if you, know, you get that below one, then we're just, we're just waiting out the virus. Yeah, no, look, I am somebody who believes that lockdown is inappropriate even at the, the height of, uh, of the pandemic, even with the excess deaths we have now. And yes, I know we have excess deaths now. But it is also winter. But yes, I know we have above average for the last five years excess deaths. I've never, ever, ever minimised this. I've never said people don't die. I never think that these lives are worth sacrificing. I just think you have to weigh up the balance of, of good and bad from, from a policy. And I believe the bad massively outweighs uh, the, the the good of that policy but in terms of the 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 government in terms of the the health lobby who have basically pretty much taken the government hostage and the um the, the the general public perception of safety and risk this could be what actually tips the balance because we, people have been you know, told the vaccine's the answer right great we've got the vaccine the answer and then immediately we're told by the medics oh oh but but although the vaccine might stop people dying we hope it, it won't it won't necessarily stop people getting hospitalized and overwhelming the nhs so we can't miss lock leaving lockdown um and also we don't know whether you can still catch it or whether you can still pass it on to people if it is the case and again i think it was always very likely to be the case that, that this vaccine would lead to those things which we've seen in the data presented yesterday in this preprint uh, article for the lancet that Actually, that does mean that the vaccine is the route out because if people aren't getting ill, people aren't passing on the infection, they're not you know, using the NHS, then that gives that gives the government the out. They do seem to be very fearful of ever doing anything which uh, which their, their health advisors uh, oppose, even though there are competing interests in terms of the economy and other long term health issues. So this, to me, bodes well, not just for lifting the lockdown, but also, crucially, it bodes well to me. The idea that actually we won't be heading into lockdown next autumn either. That this is, we're going to have to accept an endemic viral disease that we live with in the same way we live with flu. I mean, my hope is that we aren't going through all this next year, but we've got a vaccine that should mean that, although there will be deaths, and there will continue to be deaths pretty much every year from, from, from this disease, but that, that we, we will not be seeing any justification for lockdowns. Yeah, I mean, definitely hope so. It is a world of difference between what we were, the situation we were in going in, you know, autumn, heading into winter last year. When we, they had the vaccines that were being tested and things then became um, approved and then started to be used, but nowhere near early enough to impact what happened to us in autumn and winter. But next year will be a total different situation so many people will have that vaccine in their system it is also true to say that more people will have had the actual yeah. uh, disease itself which provides a level of immunity so well, we we've will seen have... yes another study saying yes so yeah. six six months on and they've only tested for six months six months on 85 percent of people who've had the virus do still have the antibodies 
So I would be very surprised, and let's not ever test my uh, my ability to touch wood here. I would be very surprised if we end up in anything like the similar situation this time, or rather autumn of this year, because it will be such a different situation. I often think, look, even though we disagree on lockdown, mm. we may agree on the the idea that we want it to work of if course. we're in one it, if we're in one we might as well make it work it's like if you're in a car that's lost you could argue about which way we should have turned three miles ago but also wherever we are right now is the situation this is the hand we've been dealt let's mm. get it sorted so we never need another one of these again the breakfast briefing with julia hartley brewer on talk radio if you liked what you heard please subscribe and give me a good review and don't forget to catch me on the talk radio breakfast show every weekday from six thirty until 10. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.